This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada has been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years. With their up-and-running program, you can access eBay's 180-plus million buyers in 190 countries around the world. With up-and-running, there are no listing fees on up to 200 listings per month, and you only pay fees when you sell. As part of the eBay community, you get real-time advice and inspiration and access to powerful selling tools and insights. Go to ebay.ca forward slash up and running, stay local and sell global. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello, I'm your host, Mario Taniguzzi, and on today's Calgary's podcast, our guest is Lisa Shelley, who is CEO of Neil's Yard Remedies. Thanks for joining us today, Lisa. Thanks, Mario. Thanks for having me on. Well, let me just start by asking you, uh, first of all, explain what Neil's Yard Remedies is and what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like a bit of a mouthful, and then I've heard of all the different pronunciations over the years. Um, Neil's Yard Remedies is organic skincare. So we started in the UK back in 1981 in a forgotten co- corner of Covent Garden, and that corner is called Neil's Yard. So a lot of people ask what that's all about. It's not garden remedies, it's not lawn care, and the, the question of who is Neil, that dates way back before we do. Okay. <laughs> in, that, in that corner of Neil's Yard, you'll also find a Neil's Yard dairy, so think of it as like the name of any square in any city. Um, we, so from there, we make organic skincare, essential oils, health and beauty, mom and baby, um, all certified organic, clinically proven, a really nice um, option for anybody looking for a, a a good quality skincare that actually works is good for you and good for the planet. Okay. Tell me a little bit, like, from, from the, your perspective here in Calgary, uh, you know, the impact that COVID has had on, on your business and, and what you've had to do because of it, COVID. Oh, COVID. Um, I look forward to the days when COVID is a memory. I think COVID was pretty disruptive for us. Um, you know, I think any business owner um, needs to pivot during these times, but uh, we have an office here in Calgary. We also have uh, retail shops and we sell online and then we sell via wholesale to other partners such as Whole Foods or Shoppers Drug Mart. When COVID first happened, uh, we're lucky that we work in a fairly large office with a small team. So we were able to continue operations. So we gave uh, our staff the flexibility to work from home. I think fear is a really personal thing. And so what we're trying to do is allow everybody to navigate that individually, but it's important to still work as a team. So, you know, I think we needed to make sure that everyone felt supported, felt safe, but that the business could continue because ultimately one of the fears that can come up is financial. And so we want to keep our people employed. Uh, we also have the customer to consider and we wanted to keep them safe. And we do have to, we sell a lot of, uh, hand sanitizer these days, but a lot of soaps, lotions, um, those sorts of things. So it was important that we could continue our business and keep our distribution tackles open. Um, and to do that, we needed to make sure our team was performing efficiently and effectively. So, you know, I think some of the things that we did were allow the option to work from home, obviously, but also keep the office open where possible because we distri- we distribute through our warehouse, which is based in our office. So we we did things like take turns coming into the office, ensure we had um, backup plans in case someone was to get sick. Um, but also really, I think, making sure that we were connected. And so having those virtual um, Zoom meetings like you and I are talking on today, um, part of it. And then, you know, making sure that the 
as there was as little disruption in the business as possible because I think a sense of normalcy during a stressful time is really important. And so if you're the customer, we wanted to make sure that you continue to get your product the same way you would have. And if you're a staff that you have the supports that you needed in order to navigate that. Um, I think on the outside of it, we've been really lucky. Our team has, has decided to come and work mostly from the office. Um, I think that indicates a really happy work environment um, and we're able to safeguard that so that everyone can feel um, safe in our office on the daily. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the consumer in this field. Uh, you know, what is it about uh, today's consumer that that is gravitating towards quote unquote uh, organic uh, um, um, things, whether it's health and beauty uh, or whether it's food or drink. Uh, why do you think more and more consumers are, are, are uh, find the appeal in, in organic products? You know, I think years ago when this concept of like natural or organic um, started, the industry was fighting against, or sorry, this natural industry was fighting against um, a more mainstream industry that was going more and more towards chemicals and synthetic chemicals and, and products that we just don't know what kind of impact they have on our body and, and the planet. And every year there's more chemicals released into the world. We don't necessarily know the impact of those in the long run, but we also don't know how they interact together. And so years ago, that's what the industry started fighting against. Um, these days, I think, in many ways, the goal has been achieved. This concept of organic, this concept of natural, is becoming mainstream. You'll see the certified products in, um, you know, in in the co-ops in Calgary, for example, or in any in mainstream. And I think that's really wonderful. What's continuing to drive that customer forward, I think, is it's a bit of a value proposition. It's that lifestyle. It's the, you want the confidence both in what the product is that you're putting on your skin. But also, um, it has to work, you know what I mean? Like, today's customer isn't willing to accept an, an organic or natural product if it doesn't give you the results that you want. Yeah. And I think this is where Neil's Yard fits really well in, in as a, a leader in the industry. So not only are our products certified organic, and in fact, we were the first beauty brand to be certified organic, um, we also have the clinical results to prove that they work. So, you know, we have several different categories, whether that's, you know, your anti-aging skincare, we have mom and baby products, for example, that are um, clinically proven to ensure, uh, to reduce stretch marks. Um, you know, we have all of these different categories that, that work and the customer's not willing to adopt something if they can't feel good in their skin because their skin is so personal and obviously we wear it daily. So I think that's what's driving today's customer is this, desire to feel good about their their purchasing decisions, but also to know that it's effective. Well, when you're talking about purchasing decisions, obviously, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's perception out there that whether it's organic or or, or labeled or organic or labeled natural, uh, it's, it's a bit of a higher price, right? Not uh, uh, so people are still willing to, uh, to spend that, uh, right? Uh, I think what the customer is looking for is something that works. Yeah. So, um, in talking specifically about Neil's Yard, our price point is no, no different than many of the other mainstream brands that you would find out there in some of the large department stores and some of the, um, you know, the Whole Foods or on the shoppers, drug mart, um, the options out there. So, you know, I think that there can be a difference, certainly. Um, the other thing that you're getting with our brand is the knowledge that people are treated 
well all the way through that supply chain. So we pay fair prices for our ingredients. We manufacture all of those products on our own at our own eco factory. Um, you know, the certification costs money. That's also um, a business expense. And so a lot of these inputs are what's going to drive our price. Um, and that price, I think, is, is really fair when you consider all of those things. And it doesn't have to cost more. The other thing that you have to look at is the use of the the usability of the product. So a little bit goes a long way. So, you know, when you're comparing ultimately the sticker price, you're looking at how long does that product last for and how often do I need to replace it? And I think that's where Neil Zaret also does a really good job of being um, really good value for money. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is powering Canadian small businesses. Go to ebay.ca forward slash up and running to open your new global e-commerce business. So tell me what it's like uh, being a business owner and an entrepreneur specifically in Calgary these days. That's a good question. I think uh, when I started this business six or seven years ago, I was definitely uh, quite tenacious. I had big dreams. And when you start a business, how you think you're going to get to your goal is totally different in many cases than how you actually get to that goal. And We've had to pivot, we've had to dig in, we've had to work really hard over the years. And I'm proud to say we are still in business, you know, we are growing and um, it's taken a lot of work, but it's been a challenging, challenging market. Um, You know, Calgary with energy, being very focused on energy over the years and and that industry having a lot of challenges in, in recent years has certainly impacted um, our business and businesses throughout, but it also impacts the the world energy of the city and so what we needed to do was find ways to continue to um you know grow continue to thrive but also bring energy to the city there's so many amazing small businesses in calgary and we work really closely with a lot of those other businesses to create a community and to continue to be a light in the city um you know and, and a source of you know whether that's jobs or um, you know diversification um, operating a skincare business in Calgary isn't exactly common. Yeah. So, how, sorry, how long have you been in the in this role? Uh, so, I'm a CA. I served with Ernst Young uh, many years ago. Actually, lived in London um, with when I was working with Ernst Young and discovered this brand. Um, and so, in 2013, I started uh, Neo Zero Germany's in Canada, and in 2014, this became my sole focus. So, it's been about six years of doing. Um, of owning my own business and that's you know, since spiraled into a couple of others but um yeah it's been 2014 if you recall calgary was a pretty big year we had oh, the yeah. reason to be happy and <laughs> really had to roll with operating yeah it was uh, calgary was rolling in dough and uh in uh, for the most part in 2013 2014 until the fall of 2014 when things started to collapse right uh yeah. Wasn't wasn't pretty. <laughs> our, our revenues, like I'm an accountant, so I love the numbers, but I love creativity as well. Um, our our graphs really follows that energy yeah. economy. <laughs> it's funny, right? Like people don't understand it. I think I think people in other parts of the country really don't understand how tied in every business is in this community to that oil patch. So as the oil patch flows, uh, so does the money flow to all these other businesses, right? Yeah, I mean, they're certainly connected. I think the other thing is, though, that Calgarians are diverse and we're enthusiastic and we're innovative and there is an energy to the city. And I think we've, you know, we've had to obviously acknowledge that the 
energy sector is a massive player financially to the city, but that we've pivoted well. And I think that you're yeah. starting to see um, signs of optimism. I mean, COVID changes everything, but you're starting to see the, that resiliency and that innovation come out of Calgarians. And I think I'm really proud of you know the way the city is, is moving with the cards that were being dealt. Well, being a business owner, I, I can't, uh, I'd be uh, uh, remiss not to ask you this question because it's a question that all business owners in Calgary have faced in the last couple of years, and it's the taxes. Uh, you know, uh, I know that, well, uh, you know, uh, down in Mission, you don't, do you still have your store in Mission there? You know what, Mary, one of the ways we pivoted uh, during COVID was to actually shut that store. Okay. It was a little bit unfortunate um, in the sense that the, um, we put a lot of love into that shop. On the other hand, one of the ways we were able to pivot and really ensure a lot more business um, security was to move everything under the roof of our head office. So we oh, have okay. moved our shopping mission to 12th Avenue, um, where we also have our team working. And so what that does is actually allows my my head office staff were sometimes a little too comfortable behind a computer. But. Okay. Well, you know, I was uh, uh, the reason I brought up uh, the mission is because I was talking to, uh, um, you know, I think it was right across the street from you, uh, uh, the owner of Worst, uh, you know, uh, restaurant and bar, and he talked about the taxes, right, and how high the taxes have gone. How has that impacted you as a business owner to see those rising taxes, uh, business taxes in this city? I mean, I think anytime taxes go up, it's it's hard on the businesses, particularly the small businesses. Um, some of that increase was due to the um, rezoning of some of the properties that would have gone from like tier three to tier one, for example. Yeah. Um, also, it's about the relationship with the landlord. And I think that the landlords have an obligation to continue to build the community. And when that gets fully passed down to the tenants, and sometimes those businesses aren't, or those buildings aren't fully occupied, then the tenants, particularly the ones at the ground level, will have to bear a lot of a more have to bear more uh, weight, and we just can't sustain it. Um, yeah. So you know, I think it became even more difficult to continue to operate independently. Okay, so I'm curious, how does a chartered accountant get uh, into <laughs> get into this uh, field? Oh, I've asked myself that several times. I was definitely younger and more tenacious. Um, I was looking for a values-based business. Um, I've always had a bit of spunk in me, so the concept of running my own business was really appealing. Um, and I happened to be in love with this brand. So talk about like never knowing who your um, consumer could be. I was li I was living in London, as I said, started using the Elysian Remedies. Was so happy with how I felt in my skin with the results I was seeing, you know, I, it wasn't like I had terrible skin, but um, I felt good about what I was buying, but what I was applying on my body and how my skin looked. Uh, so when I moved back to Canada, I just felt that this was something that everyone should have access to. And as a, I'm a sixth generation Calgarian, I love this city. Um, I think people are really wonderful. I wanted them to have access to some of the best brands out there in the world. And so I cold called Neil Zierd and I said, hey, what do you like, could I bring this brand to Canada? Um, and long story short, we came, we came to this agreement and here we are. But what it was, was a passion for making the world a better place, helping people live happier, healthier lives, and um, 
I think that if you're going to run your a business, it doesn't matter what it is if you love it. And so I'm lucky to have an accounting background. Um, I think it's critical that you know your numbers when you're running a business. Yeah. Um, but I'm also generally quite creative, and so um, that's really helped us to navigate this, you know, very interesting last six years. So you got both sides of the brain working. Yeah. I do. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's quite an important thing, right? Because, uh, you know, most business owners really don't have, uh, you know, especially the smaller entrepreneurs don't have that financial background. And uh, so I, I think you probably have a, a very good advantage there uh, having that background as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think just knowing how to navigate the business, how numbers intersect at every point, finance really underpins all of the different areas of the business. And one of the things that I actually started doing is when my business was a lot smaller, when Neil Zero had just first started, um, I had extra capacity on my team, and my team had you know some amazing marketing talent, some um, really some additional um, finance knowledge, and so I actually started supporting other business owners. In, uh, in their, you know, often in the finance part of their own business. And yeah. through that established um, Citrus Capital as sort of a small and medium sized um, strategic advisory and financial advisory firm. Uh, and so I now operate both of these where we really focus on helping those other small businesses to navigate and understand their numbers. Because I think, you know, it's critical to our success and I love to be able to help them ask the questions, understand yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise be able to to do. Okay, so um, obviously, you know, a lot of businesses facing very tough times right now, uh, especially in Calgary, right? Uh, you know, we talked about the oil patch downturn and, and obviously the COVID. What's your best piece of advice for entrepreneurs right now? Many who are struggling, some of them are, you know, just, at the point of trying to make a decision whether to carry on or just pack up their bags? Oh, that's, that's a very good question. I think um, my best piece of advice is that it's okay to fail and that to separate yourself worth um, as an individual from your business is very difficult. And admit, and closing a business doesn't mean you're failing or that your self-worth is at stake. So, yeah. you know, I would encourage people to really, you know, to, to fight if you can, but to acknowledge that, you know, these things happen and that the only certainty we have is today, but there's so much, you know, opportunity out there and, um, yeah, just to, to keep fighting if you can, um, but that it's okay that if this particular one doesn't work out because uh, something better is coming. Okay, super then. Well, thanks for joining us today, uh, Lisa. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, that was Lisa Shelley, who is CEO of Neal's Yard Remedies in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast is sponsored by eBay Canada. eBay Canada is here to help. They've been supporting Canadian small business retailers for 25 years and their up-and-running program is getting Canadian businesses online today. Visit ebay.ca forward slash up-and-running. Stay local and sell global with eBay.